Good morning, Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and across the crusty table from me is Charles Second Tall's Libertarian Thompson. How's it going, man? That sounds gross. It is kind of gross. <laughs> the table's crusty. That you sounds- know, when we used to have the camera that showed the whole room, it was a lot cleaner. It, yeah, it was. By a lot cleaner, I meant we had the thing on the desk that we hid everything behind. Yes. Much so bigger you, now. It's a TV screen. Yes. But, couldn't um, see anything. We, we could not do a camera that shows the entire table right no, it's now. Don't, it's going good. Today's um, Black Shirt Tuesday, in case you guys were wondering. Everybody makes fun of me for wearing blue shirts if you don't watch the show live. And uh, today's not one of those days. It is for Nate. Somehow he's wearing a blue shirt, and I was like, no. I felt that you weren't going to be wearing a blue shirt today. Yes. So I could tell. That's why we do that. Yeah. But anyway, this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast, a place where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning, because God darn that happiness just don't last very long. Y'all, if anybody thinks that they want to chase happiness, just relive 2020, <laughs> and you'll see for yourself. So hit that subscribe button. We run a 96% subscription rate. I won't be happy till we hit 100 which is impossible to do now. Statistically impossible. Statistically yeah. impossible, but I'm, look, nothing's impossible, okay? <laughs> so I'm gunning for that 99.999% rate. And so hit that subscribe button. Don't be part of the whore percent. Good Lord. Those people smell funny and the dogs are always bothering with them. Jeff knows us really well. He said it's took a shower this morning, Tuesday, which it, <laughs> you, can, you can tell by looking at me that I took a shower today. Yeah, and it's pretty bad that it's that obvious. That's, Actually, it's very hilarious. obvious that I took a shower today. If you, if you watch the live show, yeah, for yeah, most people, yeah. And um, I'm sorry to everyone in the house when I don't take a shower, but these days when you're working from home every day, you know, I used to get up and go into the office every single morning, and uh, that was different. But now that I work from home half days, I just don't see the point of mm. wasting the towels. See, the I water. wear a hat for almost every show, mm-hmm. so no one can tell. Yeah, if I have a hat on, I didn't take a shower. If I don't have a hat on, I took a shower. Yeah. That's literally what it is. That's how it goes. That's exactly how I it just, goes. I wear a hat almost all the time. <laughs> that's because I sleep like a probably a bear. You do. So when I wake up, <laughs> can I usually shower it? You're all. one of the only people I know. You don't have a natural waking cycle. You really don't. Mm-mm. Yours is sleep and alarms, and that's it. There's it's, not like a natural waking cycle for you. No. It's, all, it's hibernation. I used to. Yeah, I used to when I was just working a regular old job yeah. and my life sucked and uh, <laughs> I was I was in bed by like literally 930. I'd watch the same movie every night. And then by five, five thirty in the morning, I was Patriot up. or Braveheart. No, this was Shooter. Shooter. That's yes. right. Yeah, that's right. And actually, I was living in a studio apartment, yeah. a basement apartment, and I slept on the couch rather than my giant bed, which is really comfortable. <laughs> and I slept on the couch. <laughs> Did you ever watch the Shooter TV show on USA? I was actually getting ready to start that on pr- Netflix. Pretty, it was pretty okay. But but the lady's going through a Designated Survivor right now. I started the one on HBO last night called The Outsider. It's got a, it's directed by Jason Bateman. Has yeah. him in it, and um, it's weird. Any pretty good? weird. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. It's a Stephen King novel, so it's very leftist. No, it's not. It's not really <laughs> that much, but it is pretty crazy. It's very Stephen King. Um, slash Jason Bateman trying to do Ozark and slash HBO trying to do True Detective again. So it's kind of oh, like that overall. Gotcha. So I would recommend the 
three episodes that I've seen. I can't recommend the whole show because I haven't seen it. Well, I don't know so. if you saw, but last night, Bachelor premiere, man. I missed. I must have missed it. It's good yeah, stuff. I didn't see Just, it. I posted a story. I don't know if you saw it on our Instagram. No. <laughs> I posted I a story. We got the graphic. We got the brackets. And Is that why we gained the hundred new followers yes. on Instagram? <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you see that? <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah. We got the brackets and everything this year. So I posted a photo of me with the bracket <laughs> watching. <laughs> All right. And I made a TikTok. Let's get. Said I can't talk right now. I'm doing hot guy shit. <laughs> the it's it's the Georgia runoff election. Do you know where your me kids and Maurice, are? Quit that. Look, me and Maurice are talking about the Bachelor. It was good stuff, wasn't it, Maurice? <laughs> oh man! Finally. Okay, so Georgia's happening today. Uh, no Trump. It's supporter. nothing like the Bachelorette either. Like the Bachelorette, totally sucks. different. Bachelor's awesome it because like a the, very sexist show. I'm just telling you the drama. I've got the final six. I actually know the top three already. We're talking about the final four, top three of who the who he's going to pick. Yeah, I saw some dirty stuff on Rachel <laughs> on TikTok, man. This Apparently, is almost one of the least amounts of caring I've ever felt. Me and Maurice are. Yeah. Me and Marie survive, and Jeff is going to leave us a lower rating if we <laughs> yeah. continue our bachelor. <laughs> this is talk. worse than talking about the drinking. <laughs> Sam said he yeah. came for the liberty, stayed for the biberty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is good morning, biberty, right here. Just so all of our Trump supporters know, Trump has no chance of winning the election today in Georgia. Okay, that's not <laughs> something that's happening. Um, it's not going to come out that he wins. Are people not thinking thing. that? I, I'm just pretty sure that they are. I don't okay. know. I think they think that's why the runoff is happening. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so um, that that is not something that's going to happen. Uh, we will either have a Republican-controlled Senate or we will not. Will it matter? Kind of. A little bit. Depends on how quickly you want to get to full-on socialism. That's about the only way that it matters. Yeah. How quick do you want to get there? It's coming. We just don't know how fast. Yeah, exactly. So we don't have any information on that because obviously people are still voting right now. We will talk about it tomorrow. The polls, what I saw was that where the Democrats were up by a point or two, which means the Republicans should win by 15, 20 points. So mm -hmm. that that is what I'm calling is that um, I think we'll get one and one. I think we'll get... I think we'll get one repub and uh, one dim, one demon rat <laughs> in there, <laughs> or whatever they call them. And uh, I think that's what's going to happen. And that's only because that's the easiest call for me to make, because it's 50-50. So yeah. anyway, I got heated last night by leftist tweeter. tweeter. <laughs> you guys by ever leftist seen, tweeters. You guys ever seen my leftist tweeter dance? It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty good. So I got, um, I got heated last night following the leftist tweeter accounts, and I think... Because I get on there and I interact with that stuff, Twitter thinks that I I want to see all the leftist trending topics. That's what they're showing me. Mm. Because you realize, you know, we used to just see trending, and it would be literally the top trending things on Twitter. But now it's like a it's, algorithmic it's for you trending now. For you, it's for yeah. you specifically. And so when when like last night, I'm like freaking Prop 22 is trending on Twitter for mm. me. It was trending. It was trending for me. And um, there were quite a bit of people talking about it last night. So Proposition 22 was this thing that went through in California. And what it basically said was that Uber and Lyft and some of these ride shares, some of these gig companies. Freelancers. Can, yeah, that they can keep uh, themselves independent contractors. And they don't have to uh, provide benefits. They don't have to do all of the things for w the way that you would treat an employee for the, for the AB5 is a law that they passed in California in 2018 as uh, talking about how you had to treat the employees when it came to 
uh, higher in firing and benefits and wages and all kinds of stuff like that. So anyway, there was this big push to uh, get this Proposition 22 through, and it passed. Uh, I think it got 58% of the vote in California, super liberal state, and it got 58% of the vote to allow uh, a lot of the freelancers, a lot of the gig workers to remain independent contractors, which is the right decision. It, it is. And so, oh, Todd, nice, uh, nice call, by the way, on it being like the center. That's right, Todd. I forgot about that one. That was a that was a pretty good one. So the outsider on HBO is also like also like the center. I don't mm. know if you've seen that before. Jessica Beale show. Um, it's pretty good stuff. So what I saw trending last night was Prop 22. I was like, why is Prop 22 trending? And it was a bunch of lefties that were really mad about the Albertsons company basically getting rid of all of their delivery drivers and switching to independent contractors. And they were all mad, and this is because of Proposition 22, and see, this is what happens when you don't protect your workers and all kinds of stuff like that. So I bought into it. I, I, I read a bunch of the stuff. You know, the, the number one tweet had two or 3,000 retweets at that time, and, mm -hmm. and so I was paying attention to that. So I'm going to read you the story. It comes from knockla.com. LA Times had the same thing in a, a lot of places. Um, so this is Vaughn's pavilions to fire essential workers because they had called them essential workers beforehand, replace drivers with independent contractors. I'm going to tell you this story in the voice of Jason Stapleton. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was what I had in my head. When Dylan's grocery store delivery arrived a few days before New Year's, it came with some bad news. Mm. The delivery driver who brought his groceries from Vaughn's mentioned the drivers across the state are getting fired by Vaughn's Pavilions and other California stores owned by Albertson companies at the end of January. Stores will instead turn to a third-party delivery service using independent contractors. All right, so this is obviously because of this evil, evil uh, Proposition 22 that says that if you want to be an independent contractor, you can. <laughs> Some terrible law saying that you can do that if you want to. Um, quote, I was disturbed and disappointed that Vons would eliminate these jobs. I felt like they were only remaining the only remaining company that treated delivery drivers ethically, but no longer, said Dylan. A manager at a Southern California Vons delivery hub confirmed that as of February, Vons would be laying off drivers. A local pavilions employee noted that they're no longer using drivers and shifting to DoorDash instead. Vons and Albertsons corporate did not respond to request for comment. Many drivers under the Albertsons company's umbrella are union employees. Now let's start talking about, hmm. let's just think, so this is, this is all slanted towards how uh, they're not going to protect the workers. It's going to be terrible for everyone. Let's maybe try and find some reasons why they'd be switching away from their current people that they have and switching to independent contractors. Um, the drivers are union employees, while Ralph's delivery is operated by Instacart and Target uses Shipt, a similar app. With this move from Vaughn's and Albertsons, most shoppers in California will no longer have a unionized choice for grocery deliveries. <laughs> well, it's not even worth eating then, is it? It's not, <laughs> not the same kind of groceries now. Oh. <laughs> These layoffs are unsurprising after the passage of Proposition 22, which gutted worker protections while making it easier for companies to shift financial burdens on the newly des designated independent contractors. Now, this is already starting off with, this is a lie. All right, so 
this newly designated independent contractor, just so you know, Proposition 22 said that these people could continue being independent contractors. Mm -hmm. It didn't set this new status for everyone. The only thing that possibly changed was in 2018, they passed what was called AB5, and they set out all of these rules and regulations for people. But guess what? Most people didn't follow it. In fact, Uber and Lyft were being sued by the state of California because they refused to follow AB5. Right. So they were in court at the time that the Proposition 22 thing went through. And so and what they said was, and the reason why Proposition 22 passed is because Uber and Lyft and everybody said they were going to leave. Yeah. They weren't going to do business in California anymore. And the California quickly realized that they can't get away with doing all these things or businesses are going to leave, but businesses are still leaving California. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's not uh, exactly easy to do business in California. In fact, Chris from the bachelorette, like, that guy's <laughs> leaving. He moved to Texas. I know he did. Ben Shapiro's not doing deliveries Joe out Rogan. there anymore. Joe Rogan's not doing deliveries out there <laughs> so anymore. Everybody's leaving the mass delivery driver. Exodus Tesla's right now. not doing deliveries out there anymore. <laughs> so, okay. Everybody's leaving Cal California's quote, contrary to the company's deceptive ad campaign and intimidating messages to their workers. Proposition 22 does not preserve driver flexibility or save drivers from politicians. What, what Proposition 22 does do is change current law so the companies can shift their costs to the driver. The current law, by the way, was passed at the end of 2018, right. and the companies didn't even start following it. <laughs> they were being sued by California for not following AB5. Right. And then they got Proposition. So this is not like some new thing that just sprung up in California because Proposition 22 went through. Yeah. It was what the market was in California and before they, they continued passed, doing. Yes, before they passed AB5, which they ignored. And now, they're ha now they have protections from the state via Proposition 22. Yes. And so this is not some new thing that just popped up. And so uh, let's see. They can shift their costs to the driver and diminish or remove driver's rights, protections, and benefits. Proposition 22 will also block drivers' ability to organize so they can't collectively bargain a contract. In addition, this proposition... Actually, it doesn't. I mean, they still can all get together in a group. And try to and, try to negotiate a yeah, contract. People did it in that. When I was Uber driving in Nashville, people did it in the driver groups all the time. They were like, mm -hmm. we're not going to drive today. You know what I did? I drove those days because <laughs> the, the fares were higher. Yeah. <laughs> I was the one that the union bosses would have wanted to bury somewhere because <laughs> I was out there taking rides. And they were actually doing this. Uh, this was actually a nationwide thing where they were all the drivers were going to not drive. And then what they were going to do was they were going to take rides that day and intimidate the people who were still giving rides that day to people because it was a strike. You know, <laughs> it didn't work out very well. And work. The only surprise is the speed at which Albertsons reverse course on its commitments to the workers. This move comes after nearly a year of celebrating grocery store workers for feeding communities. Earlier this year, Albertsons Company's president, CEO, said the company was taking care of our team. Albertsons companies are working to ensure that every member of our team who faces a crisis can have peace of mind that we will help them get through it. Well, guess what? They probably didn't think the gall darn lockdowns were going to last a year. Okay, well, not only that, off. but it's not like you can't be a delivery driver still. Yeah. You're, you're just not an employee. So you have yeah. to get any, you know, the, the, one of the biggest costs to companies is health insurance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So why would they not want to provide health insurance? It's because it's very expensive. Speaking of Charlie, early in the pandemic, union members demanded hazard pay, additional medical leave and employee protections during the pandemic. In March, Safeway and Northern California grocery workers reached an agreement providing these additional benefits. 
labor and management were able to to cooperate in April, requesting that grocery workers be designated as first responders. In an April joint statement... Yeah, they're doing chest compressions out there, (laughs) y'all. Yeah. Here's your bananas. (laughs) Start CPR. (laughs) You got to hand him them bananas until he takes them, okay? (laughs) Oh, we're doing (laughs) contact-free delivery. I'm just going to peacefully think about CPR in my mind. San Coran... First responders. And United United Food Commercial Workers International Union, UFCW, President Mark Perrone wrote... Negotiations in October turned contentious as members of the Teamsters issued a notice of potential strike due to rising health care costs. Lou Villavazo, who chairs the bargaining effort, told the Orange County Register that employers have been bargaining in bad faith. We've had over 18 bargaining sessions with him and we provided our economic proposal, but no response. (laughs) Sounds like a heck of a bargaining session right right there. Okay, so here's the things they left out. This is ridiculous to me. And it's actually really infuriating. And it it goes to that idea of when socialism and collectivism and these terrible policies do start to destroy the economy, they're just going to blame it on something else. That's that's what people have always done. Yeah. It's always going to be blamed on something else. It's always going to be blamed on the evil corporation. It's still capitalism's fault. The the problem with Obamacare was the evil, greedy insurance companies. Mm-hmm. You know that was that's why Obamacare didn't work because the insurance companies are evil and greedy. You know, so it's always going to be that thing. And so what they're what they're not mentioning <clears throat> is although United Healthcare lost like four hundred million dollars a quarter. <laughs> Because they're the ones that took on a lot of the Affordable Care Act's thing, and, and now they're obviously turning a profit. But they were they were losing like four hundred million dollars a quarter. Turning the big profit because people aren't going to the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> now now they are. Yeah, now they are. So the unions come in during a time of crisis where people have lost jobs, have less income as a result. This is what I wrote about this, and and so this is what's going on in the in the economy in California. By the way, unions come in, they demand more. <clears throat> Thomas Sowell said a really good explanation of um, what do what is it that unions want? More. That's the answer. They want more. It doesn't matter what it is. More. Yeah. That's that's the answer. So people have been losing their jobs. Obviously, California is under really strict lockdowns. That's been going on. People have less money because they've been losing a lot of their jobs. They have less expendable income. They could be breaking laws by leaving their homes at the wrong times. They're not cooking really big dinners for everyone. And what they do is they come to the employer and they say, you know what? We want more paid medical leave and we want hazard pay for being here. And we want more employee protections. So Mm. this is also in California, which is not the easiest place to do business in, in the country. Yeah. Actually might be one of the worst to do business in, in the country. And another thing they didn't mention, I actually saw this posted earlier today and I didn't even connect it because I didn't know about it until I saw a story about it, because this didn't mention a potential reason that Albertsons would want to get rid of their delivery drivers and go to independent contractors. California's new minimum wage just went into effect this week. Oh, weird. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird how that happens? Huh? So the new minimum wage went into effect, which is going to be any more from $1 to $2 more per hour for for, uh, companies, depending on their municipalities, the way California does it. I don't know if it's like that everywhere, but all these different cities have di- crazy different minimum wage laws per city. Mm-hmm. I never was in a city big enough to have its own minimum wage law. We just hoped people had jobs. That that was really it. Yeah. And and so at the what's what's really happened here 
is the unions have came in and de- and demanded more during a pandemic and economic crisis where people are not able to even go and do all the things and people are losing jobs and all that. And they decided during this time that they wanted more. And then also at the same time, California's minimum wage went up one to $2 per hour, depending on where your municipality, what, which one you're in. And that happened this week. And then what happened? They said, you know what? We're going to get rid of all our, del- our delivery drivers. We're just going to independent contractors. Yeah. Of course, that's what happened. And no one mentioned this as a potential reason that this could have happened. So what you've actually got is a consequence of unions and high minimum wage. And so they've cut a bunch of jobs and it's being blamed on the fact that there is a free market option out there that's cheaper. Right. And that's the reason that happened. It's not because of the other stuff that happened. No, it's not because be. it's not because the things that made it too expensive to do business. It's because a free market option existed. I mean, that was the problem. Capitalism and greed. Capitalism and greed. That's why it happened. Yeah. Man, it's crazy. Some of these minimum wages through here. Good Lord. What he says at the end of this article, though, he goes, a simple thank you doesn't seem like quite enough. The, that was the CEO of Albertson saying that. And the guy in the article goes, he was right. Delivery drivers deserve <laughs> health care, job protections, and fair wages. Yeah. They deserve it. Mm-hmm. It's like all these people out there saying somebody else owes you something else. No, ain't nobody no owe you nothing. You don't get what you deserve. You get what you earn. That's exactly. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. You don't. You just don't. Put that on a tweet and <clears throat> send it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, I wanted to also say, um, you know, I delivered food for Uber for a while. I actually liked it. I actually really liked doing it. Mm-hmm. And. Um, there is a lot of small businesses that really benefit from these food delivery services. And, you know, we're not just talking grocery stores here, but restaurants and things like that. I cannot tell you the amount of, you know, you'd think I'm, I'm delivering food for Uber and I'm just going to a bunch of chain restaurants all the time. It wasn't. It was a bunch of what you would call mom and pop shop, a bunch of small restaurants that would have never been able to afford to have a delivery driver on staff all the time. Ever. Never would they have ever kept a delivery, let alone thousands of them driving around the building waiting for people to order food. Right. That would have never happened at all. And so what happened were these companies like DoorDash and Uber and whoever else, Grubhub. Postmates. Postmates, all that stuff. They came in. Shipped, Instacart. And, and they, they offer this service where companies don't have to have the upfront cost of having people just sit on the clock. And not only is it good, yes, for bigger businesses, but there are way more small businesses that have benefited from this. There are tons of small businesses that simply would not be in business if it would not have been for things like DoorDash and Uber and Grubhub and all of that, which I guess Uber runs Grubhub now. So mm-hmm. um, that just there's no way. they would. And then let alone during this pandemic where things have been locked down, how would these companies have been able to afford to the ones that have stayed in business? What would they have done? They've been able to stay open, some of them, simply because things like Uber and DoorDash and Postmates exist. And yet again, just like we should be pretty thankful for Amazon existing during 2020, we need to be thankful for things like Uber and all the other delivery services existing during 2020 mm-hmm. as well. And uh, this is just, this was super annoying to me because. You have the liberal leftist collectivist policies that destroy part of a market. And then the free market says, okay, well, we can still do it if we do independent contractors. And everyone blames the fact that that exists. They want control. 
They, they want there to be no other options. That, that's what they actually want. They're upset that there's an option for people to go to. And so it just really chaps my hand in, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> just, just totally chaps it. A lot of people that are independent contractors want to be independent contractors. You can also set your own hours. You can yeah. work whenever you want. I would have never. I took thousands of trips for Uber and Lyft. I would have never worked for them if, uh, if I were going to be an employee. Right. I would have never done it. And that was my main source of income for, for like a year. I would have never done it if I was going to be an employee. And so they, no one's, and that's why this thing passed 58%, by the way. People know that. It's obvious. Yeah. It just, people who are driving for these more so uh, want to be independent contractors. They want to work the hours they want to work. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful that they exist still. Yeah. So anyway, that was my story about Proposition 22. Well, it's just funny how they they'll always find a way to blame something else rather than the disastrous laws and things that they and regulations that they pass. And it's always got to be about something else. And of course, that you know, like I said earlier, everyone deserves all these things. Yeah. As if somehow fair wages, healthcare, and job protections are of the earth. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> they're created yeah. by other people. No, Nate, you're born with them. <laughs> yeah. These are, these are human rights that you're born with healthcare, yeah. job protections, and fair wages. You know, we were talking the other day, I was actually thinking about this, um, because I've had this pain in my abdomen and thought possibly appendicitis. Um, it hasn't gotten that bad though. And then it's kind of went away. And so like, I haven't gone to the doctor yet and I don't know what's going to happen. I feel better today. Um, but I was just thinking about this. Because a lot of people who have appendicitis, they take your appendix out because if it bursts, then it can be really dangerous. And I was just thinking like, man, how many people used to die from appendicitis? Because like everyone I know has had appendicitis. Yeah. It's like my mom. I don't think she had hers taken out though, but I'm pretty sure she had some form of it. You, my lady, Stephanie, <clears throat> sat it. My cousin had it and was your in the cousin. hospital for like four days because his burst. Yeah, like tons yeah. of people. And I started thinking like, and before they understood how to really do surgery, like 150 years ago, yeah, 100 years ago, probably, or to scan and see what was even wrong, right? To you know, just to, just to like how many people died from a simple, such a simple surgery mm -hmm. nowadays. So you're feeling so, thankful for the fact that you can get us get your uh, get your cat scanned, and uh, yeah, <laughs> see if I have a cat scratch fever, yeah, and uh, and they'll take it take they'll take your cat out. They'll take the yeah they'll take so, the cat right out of the appendix. You know the thing. Right. So. That, but I, I was just, I was just absolutely amazed. And then somehow through sheer tyranny of just putting it on paper, <laughs> I deserve that healthcare. Did people a hundred years ago deserve? They should have. Yeah. Somebody should have figured it out Didn't for those they people. Have it? We should. All those people died in, in veins. We should condemn every medical professional a hundred years ago for not get, taking people's appendix, append, appendix out. When they were when they were about the rupture, because they had a right to that. Yeah, those. Yeah, and they many, were denying basic human rights. How many kings do you think died from appendicitis and they didn't know what it it's was? Got to be at least three, because they ended up getting a fever. <laughs> yeah, and all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. It's just the the audacity to think that you deserve that, and then then it's like you know how much is this going to cost me out of pocket? Might be like fifteen twenty grand. Out of pocket. But I also want to say, I think saying that you deserve something versus saying that you have a right to something are two different things. Like, I'm okay saying that people deserve something, you know? Like, my mom deserves everything in the world. 
you know, she she does. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that she has a right to everything. So, but that they are saying that if you deserve something, it means you have a right to it. Right. And so I, I just wanted to, I that's the difference there. Like I can say that you deserve to have your appendix taken out, but it doesn't mean you have a right to go force someone to do it, in my opinion. No. Or that that we deserve to be a billion dollar company here doesn't mean we have a right to it. But yeah. when they say deserve, they mean through a government gun, you deserve this mm-hmm. through punishment of death if it's not given to you by another person. Like it should be illegal for Albertson to exist unless they mm-hmm. pay mm-hmm. their workers, regardless of how much money the company makes. Yeah, that's what people say about Walmart. They right. see it. Well, they can't afford to pay their workers this much without either cutting all their workers or a bunch of their workers or raising their prices X well, amount. Well, Nate, they've got billions of dollars though. Yeah. And it turns out when you, when you have also have tens of thousands of stores that, that cost billions of dollars to run those stores. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that doesn't matter. I'm just looking at the revenue. But what people will say is, well, if they can't afford to do that, then they shouldn't be in business. <laughs> no, literally that's what people say. I know, I it's know. like, what do you do? I'm, I'm begging for someone to build a brick wall so I can bang my head into it at that time. <laughs> I'm actually going to force someone to do it because I deserve the brick wall. <laughs> I get that all the time too. It's like, <laughs> I remember when they were talking, we were talking about affordable health care and uh, affordable health care. And they're like, well, if you can't provide health care to your workers and you don't deserve to be in business, like, what? <laughs> that's not a what? thing. What? It's not, it's not a thing. I just, I can't wrap my mind around people, how they think they're entitled. So entitled. We have a generation of entitlement. That's what we have. And people and, understand you're, in, you're saying you're entitled to the labor of other people. Yeah. What I always say is like, okay, well, if you really believe that, then why don't you go start the business and provide all of that to people? Mm-hmm. What's funny, you remember that story we did about the uh, socialist, um, it was like a meat, uh, like some kind of a packing thing. They were doing social and like vegan meats and stuff like that. And their workers tried to unionize and they stopped them from uni- unionizing oh, and say yeah. that it wouldn't be good for everyone if they unionize right. right now. Yeah. Like that's, you know, we, we get it. We agree. We're with you. But you guys don't want to do this right, right. now. You don't want to do it's it. It's not beneficial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay for them. It's all fun and games <laughs> until you start putting it into practice. Or, or you know, what I found interesting um, was, you know, when Amazon... See, Amazon was smart in offering stock options because stock options don't really cost Amazon capital up front. Yeah. Right? And capital up front to a business is very, very important. Whereas labor does, because labor has to go out the door every two weeks. So those wages, that that those dollar figures have to go out the door, whereas a stock option is a value later on yeah. that the that in, in accounting, you know, in bookkeeping, whatever, they can put that in a different category. You guys should see how many shares of GML I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and so you don't have to lose that cash flow in in the front on the front end. Well, and then when everybody was like, well, $15 an hour, Amazon was, was like, well, F it. You know? We'll pay everybody <laughs> I think $15 Jeff Bezos an hour. tweeted F it. I think yeah. that's what he said. So yeah. everybody gets $15 an hour, and guess what? We're taking away your stock options. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody makes less money, technically, which, by the way, Amazon stock has gone up like 100% since then. Oh, so man. sucks to be those people. <laughs> Lord. They would have made so much more money well, remember if the they would have had getting, a long-term mindset. If they were those people getting mad, like they're getting angry. Mm-hmm. Um, that the 
that that had changed for them. It's like, well, now you have your, you know, you've got your living wage now. What happens then is the workers who are really good, who work their butts off to get up to that 15 and get the bonuses and the stock options, Mm -hmm. they get really mad when those people who didn't do the work to get up to where they are with the pay scale throw a fit and then everyone gets moved up to 15 and all the stock options get taken away. So a lot of the people who were working their butts off for Amazon and were in that position, I I think they were um, disgruntled. Yeah. Yeah. They were not very gruntled at all. No, they were dis. Yeah. Very disgruntled. Charlie, tell me about tyranny in New York. (laughs) All right. So New York Democrats bill allowing governor to detain individuals dangerous to public health sparks backlash. This coming from. Fox News. New York State Assemblyman N. Nick Perry is sponsoring Bill A416, which will be referred to as as the Assembly's Health Committee on Wednesday. Many critics of the bill tied it to austere measures. Austere measures taken by local and state officials with regards to the coronavirus pandemic. Although earlier versions of the bill were introduced as far back as the 2015-2016 legislative (laughs) session. So I saw this one coming. I wanted Charlie to read us the legal, the legalese here because it's insane and disgusting. Yes, that it exists. So section one, the public health law is amended by adding a new section. So twenty one twenty, to read as follows: uh, This is clause A, removal and detention of cases, contacts, and carriers who are or may be a danger to public health. Other orders, one, the provisions of this section shall be utilized in the event that the governor declares a state of health emergency due to an epidemic of any communicable disease. So this is forced detention by the state if they suspect you of having coronavirus or have been being in contact with someone who had coronavirus, by the way. Yeah. Contact the, is in here, too. And you may be a danger to yeah. public health. Yeah. So either you are or you may be. That's very loose terms. There. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, uh, sir, do you have a warrant to get, well, you just may be in danger. To, you may be a danger to public health. We think you might be so, a danger. Mm-hmm. Number two, upon determining by clear and convincing evidence that the health of others is or may be endangered by a case. <laughs> convincing evidence that it might be in danger. Yes. Okay. Contact sure. or carrier or suspected case. Suspect. Contact or carrier of a contagious disease that, in the opinion of the governor, after consultation with the commissioner may pose an imminent and significant threat to the public health, resulting in severe morbidity or high mortality, the governor or his or her, her uh, delegee, including but not limited to the commissioner or the heads of local health departments may order the removal and or detention of such a person or of a group of such persons by issuing a single order identifying such persons either by name or by a reasonably specific description <laughs> of the individuals or group being detained. The le- the law says they can do whatever they want. That's Basically, what it says. This it, is a, that, you know, in the double O, this is a license to kill. It is. But, they, uh, to detain. They, this is a license to detain for the government. And it says things in here like what I'm, uh, severe morbidity or high mortality. I don't know what numbers, uh, what their number is. Is it point? Oh, four. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't, right. I'm not no, sure it's, it's anything true. over 0.04. What's, <laughs> what, what's the, it's like the drinking. It's like <laughs> what's the mortality rate? Yeah. Uh, and over what span of time? Sorry. 0.4, I think. So yeah. Not 0.04. I can't remember what it is. Uh, 
<laughs> a reasonably specific description. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just like, hey, a group. That's... Dude, I mean, this isn't uh, 1940 here. This is, uh, this is 2021 right mm-hmm. now, just so you know. Such person or group of persons shall be detained in a medical facility or other appropriate facility. So medical facility or other appropriate <laughs> facility. Or premises designated by the governor, his or her delegee, and complying with subdivision five of this section, which we don't know what that is. So yet. we can take anyone we want and we can put them wherever we want to. Yes. <laughs> That's what it says. Okay. Guantanamo. <laughs> Number three, a person or group removed or detained by order of the governor or his or her delegee pursuant to subdivision two of this section, which, which, we, which is what we just read shall be detained for such period and in such manner as the department may direct <laughs> in accordance with the section. So then they can hold them for however for long For however long you want. So we mm. can take you if we want to, put you where we want, and hold you for as long as we want to. Mm. That's essentially what this, okay, all this legalese sure. means. Okay. Yeah. Number four, notwithstanding any inconsistent provision of this section... Uh, a here, a confirmed case or a carrier who is detained pursuant to subdivision two, which is how they, we just laid out of this section shall not continue to be detained after the department determines that such person is no longer contagious. So as long as you're contagious. Yeah. But it's also, it's, it, it's, in, it's pursuant to subdivision two, which sub member subdivision two just means you have to be suspected. Yeah. Or it's a possibility and that it, you may be. It doesn't lay out how long that is. It says after the department determines that you're no longer contagious. So, and yeah. <laughs> so, B, a suspected case or suspected carrier who is detained pursuant to subdivision two of the section shall not continue to be detained after the department determines with the exercise of due diligence that such person is not infected with or has not been exposed to such exposed. a disease. Exposed. Or if infected with or exposed to such a disease, no longer is or will become contagious. Exposed. Don't worry, guys. They're going to do due diligence here. Okay. So that don't nothing to fear. <laughs> they wouldn't. They're not going to misuse this at all. Due diligence. They're not going to abuse no. it. No. See a person who is detained pursuant to subdivision two of this section as a contact of a confirmed case or a carrier shall not continue to be detained after the department determines that the person is not infected with the disease or that such contact no longer presents a potential danger to the health of others. So essentially it's just saying, well, look, we put these provisions where you can't be detained anymore. As long as we say it's okay. Yeah. As long as we say that we can let you go, mm -hmm. then see, there's a limit. We can detain you. It's when we say. When we want, (laughs) where we want, for how long as we want, and we won't release you until we say it's okay. Oh man. So... Now, this is not something that has passed. This is a bill that's been proposed. Guys, you should be... Uh, okay, sorry. Let me filter myself. You should be ostracized for proposing something like this. Yes. You should no longer be able to show your face in public after proposing, especially as a politician. You should never have a chance of being elected ever again. It should be a joke that you would even uh, try to be elected ever again after proposing something like this. Mm-hmm. But we all know there's a chance this might pass. So it's insane. Jeremy said, this is a, this is fantastic legislation. You just hate people. If you want to see them all get sick. Yeah. It's for the collective safety. And, uh, and then Sam says, you look Jewish. Here's a star to wear dissenter. <laughs> <laughs> now, Joe Biden tweeted this today, Charlie. Okay. Tell me in America. Politicians can't assert, take, or seize power. It has to be given by the American people. 
we can't ever give that up. The will of the people must always prevail. Mm. Politicians can't assert, take, or seize power. <laughs> I just, I thought it was, I actually thought that maybe he was kind of pointing towards this. Biden actually does come out with some uh, uh, half constitutional type things sometimes. I think he's old enough that it's a muscle memory for him to accidentally say things that are in the Constitution <laughs> sometimes. And he, he, yeah. he relapses uh, sometimes like that. But um, this is only partially true. You know, it has to be given by the American people. The problem is the American people can't give away other American people's rights. And that is that is something that we should all be very clear about. Yeah. It doesn't matter if 50.1% of the people vote to detain the other 49.9%. They don't get to vote to take away the rights of other people. That's That's been pretty clear throughout our history. That's one of the reasons that the country exists in the first place. Um, minus the whole slavery thing. And that is, uh, I think, something that we, that I feel like all of us listening would agree with, but that is very much your democracy, your your democracy at work there. It is uh, two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and that's what it is. So he's partially right on that. So but I don't... But none of, but they're all, the two wolves and the sheep are all nice people, Nate. Well, they wouldn't abuse their so power. That everybody's going to vote for grass. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to become vegan wolves. Yes, exactly. That's what they're going <laughs> to do. That's yeah. because that's the kind of society they're teaching kindness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. I'll play this um, Project Veritas. Now, I don't know what you guys think about Project Veritas. Um, obviously, I would say they're biased and tilted towards one side of the political spectrum. Um, I don't see them doing a lot of undercover stings on any Republicans, any, you know, any time really. But I do still think things like this are valuable. I'm just going to play a video that they released, and I wanted to... This is interesting, and I would imagine that Trump has had it on repeat since it came out, more than likely. Um, I wonder if he's retweeted it yet or anything like that. Um, So I'm going to play what Project Veritas posted here. And what's what's basically happening is there is there is a homeless shelter in Georgia that essentially allows people to list it as their as their permanent address and they got the person uh, one of the people working there saying that they don't know how many thousands of people are currently using their address and mm. uh, they make a couple decent points and uh, arguments for why maybe you would want a place for homeless people to be able to list themselves so so they could vote you know that would be that would be important. I think I'm not entirely, uh, I'm not against that. I don't, I don't hate the homeless like Charlie does or anything. Um, I don't hate homeless people. So, well, you don't want them to get what they deserve, you know? So <laughs> just messing with you while I was fumbling around on the video. <laughs> that's, oh, okay, okay. Uh, that's just me wasting time. Um, so, well, I'm going to play some of the video real quick here. And then I just wanted to discuss that. I, th- I think these things at least need to be talked about. So let's play it. Here we go. So the majority of the people we serve don't have an address, so we allow them to use our address if they register to vote and to get Georgia State ID. And so for everyone listening, I'll just pause this for a second. What it's showing right now is the Georgia law, uh, which requires a person to vote where they live, Uh, permitting someone to use a false statement on voter registration is illegal in Georgia and punishable by up to 10 years imprisonment. So, of course, this is coming out the day before the Georgia elections. 
Um, not like a, a year ago or anything like that. That would have been nicer, you know, if we could deal with these things before the mm-hmm. elections happen. Oh, I just thought that maybe we should cover this kind of stuff. Get our right-wing conspiracy theorists back on board. You, I mean, you have to have proof of residence. And so, although we're not a shelter, we do allow them to use 201 Washington Street. Okay. So I can't even begin to tell you how many people have that address on their ID. And we, we've never run into any problem with that until this election. And one of our board members got wind that they thought we're doing things not on the up and up because so many people have the address. But we've not heard any repercussion from it since. So, but it's just a way to, I mean, people have to have an address. And, yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. You know, the only way they can get ID, which you've got to have to do anything else, is to have an address. So mm-hmm. we allow that. And we've done that for years. I mean, Okay, so what they're showing here are a lot of voter rolls. I guess they all have this address listed out. And I'll tell you why I think this is worth discussing here in a sec. And this is a board member at the shelter. We've kind of been unsure about how many people were having their having us establish as a mailing address which is in, in terms of a large but one day I walked I walked in to a maze house to pick up the mail and Reverend was like my, one of our ladies was a mail company to in her office and she's like you've got to get this stuff and I'm like excited and it's probably a couple thousand people that had our address registered as their mailing address for their voter registration. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my God. So I'm looking through, I'm like, well, this guy's dead. So he even says right there the thing I was looking through, and I was like, well, this guy's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, listen, I don't want to, you know, dredge up. Now, this claim about election fraud has been disputed. I have to let you guys know. Oh, yeah. And that went as a tag on there as soon as the video was released. Right. And all the tag says is election fraud is extremely rare. <laughs> That's all it says. <laughs> not that it doesn't exist. No, no, not that this is wrong or that anyone is even disputing this. Right. The election fraud is rare. Yeah. So therefore, we have to say that. Now, I know James O'Keefe, like we said, um, they're, they're biased in one direction. They're, they're you know, not the group one direction, but towards one political yeah. ideology. Although so they could like one direction. We don't know. They might like them. I don't know. Um, so, uh, but w- the problem I have with this, because I'm not, I don't so much have a problem with finding the way for homeless people to be able to register and, and vote. Right. Um, the issue is what does that mean for anyone? If, if anyone can make that their, their ID and register to vote, vote and do you even have to be in Georgia? Right. Do you have to be who, how many people can do it? Is it a free-for-all to list whoever you want as a voter at 201 Washington Street mm-hmm. or whatever it is? And so I do think that's something that should be looked into, at least. How many people are voting from the same address? Yeah. That I think that that should at least be looked into. I'm not saying we should overturn the election. I'm not saying that Mike Pence should somehow not count the votes or whatever when, the, when it comes up. Um, I'm just saying that I think something like that needs to be looked into, and there needs to be a better system for this, because while I do agree homeless people uh, should have a way to vote, um, which we get if we just had free housing for everyone, you know, they all have, <laughs> they all have this, their <laughs> own know, separate addresses. <laughs> they, uh, I do think that we should find a way for people to vote. I also think that you should pay attention to whether or not there is just an address where people can 
listed as that's where they live. And it there's no doesn't have anything to do with where they're a resident. Well, there's this, at. I mean, there's the businesses do this. I think in Maryland, I believe. It was Delaware there? a lot. Or Delaware, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a building that has like 100,000 corporations listed as, the, yeah. as their address. <clears throat> so, but, you know, the thing about it, well, first of all, we've always said this, there's there's fraud in every election, so you're not going to get rid of it. But the, but the best way to get rid of it, I think, is what I've talked about is uh, blockchain, is the blockchain technology. Mm-hmm. Because then you wouldn't really need an ID to vote. You would be, your vote would be part of the blockchain. I feel like we just end up getting some kind of a a a fake corrupted government blockchain that was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the only thing I completely trust Made is by the NSA. Is, uh, yeah, is a uh, paper in person voting. That's the only thing. That's the most trustworthy thing I can come up with. And um, anything else you you add in electronics, they're going to say that they're not counting the votes correctly. Obviously, you're going to go you to to actually trust it. You're going to have to go to the hand punched uh, ballots, and I think that is the most trustworthy thing technology <laughs> we well, have, other than blockchain. I agree. I'm just saying. I think we're probably a long way away from that. I, I feel like they if the if the U.S. Postal Service bought the the rights to that like they did earlier in the year, right? Mm-hmm. It could be 20, 30 years before they figure that out. Yeah. So, um, that, well, and the patent lasts for like 20 years. So, yeah. <laughs> so, good luck with that. All right, right guys. Um, anything else from you, man? No, I just, I mean, I find that interesting. I, I don't know. Like you said, obviously, this guy is uh, biased. Although, I mean, look, I think you just watch the videos for what they are. Yeah. People have said certain things on video. And now, and when they went, when they got caught, they were like, well, I didn't say that. Of course, those could just be paid actors from Project Veritas. Yeah, exactly. Right there. We don't know for <laughs> right, sure. Right. I guess you could look at pictures and stuff. Right. I don't know. No, I didn't, I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you said it. No, no, no. That was, that wasn't me. It sounded like you said that. I don't but, know. So, so, you know, say what you want about that. Um, but it's just, um, this whole election thing will never, it'll never be a hundred percent accurate because it's human beings. And you have to remember that. So most most people, I would say most people are honest. Obviously, you can tell by, you know, like eBay and different things like that. <laughs> where that's not my experience on eBay. I'm still waiting for my bumper to show up for my oh, car. Really? Yeah, hasn't shown up. Well, yet. for the most part, though. You know, back when you used to send money orders for yeah. stuff on eBay, I'm still waiting on a $500 item to get sent to me. Oh, it's stuck in customs, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly honest, though. <laughs> but at the same time, I think that if uh, people want to get uh, I, I, people get away with things, they will. I thought um, Maurice said something interesting here where he says that uh, the GOP, I think it was Maurice here, um, who said that oh, I lost the comment. The GOP or whoever needs to do a better job of, of getting the um, low income vote. So obviously having the homeless people register for them yeah. rather than, um, and I wanted to say something about that because I think that's a tough sell in the fact that a, the, let's say the Liberty or conservative type of message, um, isn't handing them $2,000 checks. I don't know how this isn't illegal. Biden last night said that if Georgia turns blue, then you can guarantee $2,000 checks. <laughs> Coming your way. Sounds like paying people to I, vote. Exactly. <laughs> Which, I don't know how that's not bribery. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. If we get two blue senators, you can guarantee that right away we're going to send out $2,000 checks. Yeah. 
literally. So that's that's the hard sell of of personal responsibility, is that you're just not going to be given things when the majority can vote to take away other people's money. Even though even though it's better for you, it wasn't Maurice. Who was it? Wes? Somebody in here? Somebody? I think it was Paul? Somebody said something. Um, Are you making this up? But no, no, I'm not. I really did see the. I really did see it. Well, anyway, some of the live group said something about which I agree in the free market sense. You should do a better job yeah. of recruiting low income people. Well, we have to sell the message that the long term strategy of personal responsibility is better than the short term giveth of thou leaders. We just have to take the responsibility. That is uh, something we'll continue to work on this year. But uh, if people aren't buying into the message, if people don't understand the message, then, Wes. Uh, then shoot the messengers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's... Oh, wait, hold on. I messed that up somehow. Hold on. It's up to us to do a better job selling this and, and showing people why it would be better. Now, that's very difficult because the the answer is left up to a free market. It'll be better for the most amount of people, but the, you, can't, you can't organize a plan for that. Like, here's how I'm going to make your life better with the free market because you don't know because if you did, you'd probably start that business or start whatever it was. And the, the free market is something that really can't be uh, determined out in front like that. Like, it's not like in, it's, it's not like in the year 2000, they're like, don't worry, guys, we're going to have Uber. You know, it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. You guys are going to be able to make money with your cars because we're going to have Uber. No one could come up with that plan. Like, that's something that the free market provided because there was a need. Right. And you have to allow the free market to provide the things where there is a need. And, and, it, and it will. Come, come to find out, it will do that if it's allowed to do that, and uh, and that's really just people providing that need for other people. You know, that, that's really it's not like the free market got together and had a meeting, and they said, well, let's provide a need. That's mm -hmm. not what they said. It's just other people helping people. It's powerful stuff. Well, it's like so, you know when it's raining and you you know you lean up against my back and I lean up against yours, and that way we both keep our heads out. And we don't have to sleep with our heads in the mud. Yeah, yeah. I watched it's, I watched that the other night, man. I watched it last night. Forrest Gump <laughs> is still a really good movie, guys. I don't. Know if I you was heard of it. It's no, good. I was thinking. I was like, man, if they made this movie in 2020. Oh yeah, <laughs> the very beginning when he's talking to the black lady on the bench, <laughs> he said he got his name from a Civil War hero. Yeah, Nathan Bedford Forrest. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you'd be able to do that. If you, I don't know if you could make those same jokes. I'm not going to go to some special school to learn how to retread tires. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're talking about five little points here. Yeah, there must be something can be done. <laughs> Is there a Mr. Gump? Mrs. Gump? He's on vacation. All right, y'all. We could probably run through this whole, movie, whole movie, but it would take about yeah. two hours and 20 minutes or something like that. So... Um, anyway, if you Mama are, said they take me anywhere, <laughs> if you guys are interested in learning how to trade, we had some, we have weekly goals set out for, um, our small account growth strategy in mastermystonks.com. It's Liberty Trading Academy. And, um, one of the guys said he made his, uh, his whole weekly goal today. We called out a trade. I said, you know what? I'm getting in on this thing. And by golly, the, the thing went up 40% while we were in it. It was, it was pretty good. Mm. It's pretty good. And uh, we made a couple other really good trades. And so if you guys are interested in learning how to spot those yourself and getting in on the live trading throughout the day, starting at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time every single morning, then go to mastermystonks.com, use the promo code SAVE20, SAVE20 to get 20% off your first two months, mastermystonks.com. Live 
better. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just thought I should put a tagline there. That's right. I don't know. Also, sign up for Patreon, <laughs> folks. Uh, Patreon.com slash a good morning liberty. We got new folks joining every single day. I just saw a new uh, yearly sign up from somebody. So really, really appreciate all that support. That's how you can join the live show. We got some cool people hanging out with us every single day of the week when we want to. And then, of course, you get some other cool perks. I know Nate sent out some coffee mugs not that long ago. So all kinds of cool things in Patreon. Patreon.com slash Liberty. Be Put your money where your mouth is in 2021. I'm telling you, if you want to fight for liberty, then that's the that's the place to do it. Mm. And, um, you know, do all that. Just do it. It's time to stop talking about it. It's time to start doing it. <laughs> I was hoping you'd just stop right there. We it's just time end the show. And stop talking about it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Share the show with a friend, communist uncle, your lazy cousin. <laughs> and Fine. tell them they don't have to be as worthless as their dad. <laughs> <laughs> Find someone in your family or friend group who you know needs to hear this message and uh, tell them that <laughs> just, just share the show with them. That's it. That's all you got to do. Then leave us one of those ratings and reviews. That helps out way more than you know. And it's something free you can do to support uh, your favorite podcast. So do all that. We'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. What's not to like about Vermont in terms of the beauty of it? And what a neat town.